sports? Do you like beer? Do you love sports and beer? Then you're exactly where you need to be. This is the Hughes Views and Brews Show on 1252 Sports Chicago. Cheers. Welcome on in, Hubes, Views, and Brews for this Monday night. Hope you're all having a wonderful time. And, uh, yeah, the snow is a nice little thing. They told us it was coming, but after being almost 70 on Saturday, it's just Chicago weather, right? Not a problem. And um, so it'll be nice the next couple of days. And uh, it's always beer drinking time. And uh, we will discuss a lot of beer today with the guys and uh, gals from uh, First Forest Brewing. We'll do that around 7.30. Lots of sports to talk about. Fat Mike's going to jump on with me in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about a lot of things going on. And it's great because I used to love doing, when I did radio, I loved being the first show of the morning. When I worked with Mike Murphy for five years and Mike North for four years, I loved it that we were the first people on in the morning and got to talk about everything that happened the night before. We were the first people to do it. It's kind of nice to do Monday shows because we get to talk about what happened over the weekend. And um, the Bulls are playing right now, losing to Philadelphia. Could be on their way to their fifth straight loss. We'll talk a little bit about that and some other things. But uh, I like doing shows on Monday. Um, it's cool. It's it's nice to get it done. Sometimes I wish I was doing them earlier in the day because by 7 o'clock, games are underway and things like that. Maybe in the future we'll work some things out or um, do something. We get Mike's, Mike's been busy with a lot of stuff. We also have an appearance coming up. Uh, for the first two days of the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Before I crack my beer for the show, um, and I've been doing it pretty much each and every week since uh, the box of chocolates came out, but uh, that gives you a hint of what I'm going to have. But I just wanted to let you know, last Friday, I was honored for about the, I don't know, seventh time, eighth time, to help MC the Franklin Park Fire Department's St. Baldrick's Day event. Okay, and they had the they raised money for pediatric cancer. The Franklin Park Fire Department have been doing this for 16 years, and I've been able to help them out. Did some live emceeing at their events, which used to be at the Hanging Gardens um, over there on uh, I want to say First Avenue North in the city, and um, and it was great. Four or five hundred people in there raising money, and uh, they had all kinds of things going throughout the time. Now the last couple of years, we've had to do it. Uh, virtually because of COVID and everything else. Now we are hoping that next year we'll be able to do it uh, live again, this time in Elk Grove Village and uh, really looking forward to it. But on Friday, I had a chance to do it on Friday night. They raised a ton of money again. And um, let's see here, their 2022 campaign for raising money for pediatric cancer, St. Baldrick's Foundation, they raised $65,759.60. Unbelievable total when you look at that they are not getting this from big corporate sponsors. They're getting this from just people hitting the streets, talking to friends, talking to people. And one of the amazing things was for this was that the leading individual was a kid whose brother has uh, has cancer. He had gone away. He was in remission. The cancer has come back. And um, this kid and his brother raised Julian Meyer, along with his, his brother Gabriel, who has cancer. They raised $11,500. Absolutely amazing. Um, it's wonderful. The people there are great over at the Franklin Park Fire Department and all the people that have been able to uh, do this on a yearly basis. I cannot wait till next year. It's going to be March 3rd. Uh, they've already got the date planned. They've got the space and everything else. So I cannot wait. But the St. Baldrick's Day event was a wonderful event that I'm really, really honored each and every year to be a part of it. Uh, just great people and absolutely wonderful. By the way, I said how much they raised this year, 65000 In the 16 years of the event, listen to this, they have raised $1.9 million, $1,986,767. Uh, truly amazing. So I'm really happy to be part of that as they continue to try to raise money. And uh, um, we had a doctor on the show 
who talked about where the money goes for pediatric cancer. And he's, you know, they're working. They're working on trying to get a solution as they do for all cancers. And, and none of them are easy, but uh, all cancers are, are sad. And um, most people know my story with my wife passing away from ovarian cancer. But there's nothing sadder than kids with cancer. And um, you can imagine me up on stage trying to talk about this when these kids are coming up and they're they're living their life and they're having a great life. And it's very, very difficult. But um, it's so cool to be a part of this. And they ask me each and every year. And um, I always look. The phone rings. I, I know what it is. And I usually look for the first Friday in March to keep that open so I can join them. Uh, oh, got to open my beer before I bring in Mike. Um, this is the the last of the box of chocolates, okay? Eight different breweries put together the box of chocolates. This is the Honey Almond Nougat. This is done from Miskatonic and Skeleton Key. Now, I had this one, actually, the day I picked up the four-pack because I went over to Skeleton Key, talked to Paul, and grabbed the four-pack, and I did try this one. It's very, very good, very tasty. I enjoyed it then. I saved it for the last one. So I had the vanilla cream. I had the chocolate cream. Um, really, really good beers. Um, you know, Brother Chimp, Riverlands, all the breweries that got involved in this. All wonderful stuff. So this is the last one I have. I was going to pull out a, a Goldfinger Pills or something like that. But, you know, I'm going to talk about Goldfinger a little bit later. I had a chance to go there last week. Hmm. I could just sit and drink this the rest of the show. It wouldn't be very wouldn't be very enjoyable for everybody else, but I'd love the heck out of it. But mm. right now, let's bring in our guy, the guy that's responsible for 1252. So blame him or appreciate him, either one. Um, Mike, what's going on? What's going on, Freddie? Thank you for having me again tonight, <laughs> man. I appreciate it. No, you know what? We um we had a good time Saturday night. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, the nice thing, when you first asked me to do this, the one thing you and I sat around and we just bullshit about sports all the time. Right. And we were doing that on Saturday. We're watching the Chicago Fire. We're still waiting two games, 180 still minutes. for a goddamn goal. Still waiting for a goal. And uh, we had that on. And um, you and Paul Ivnick from uh, Nick and Ivy were going back and forth because Duke was playing NC State. Before we even get to anything, and I heard them mention it, Tony, Ker Tony Kornheiser mentioned it a little bit today, kind of, without ripping them, but I can rip them. I don't work for ESPN anymore. Okay. That ESPN is such damn idiots. Every year during college basketball, they schedule games to go on their air two hours apart. We're going to have a game on at 11 and at 1 and at 3 and at 5. They know that college basketball is never over in two hours, especially the way they play nowadays, all the foul shooting and everything else. It was especially ridiculous. In March, especially in March, okay? Yeah. Every game is a dramatic game. No matter what happens in the month of March, everybody's gearing up and getting ready for the tournament here. Teams that are on the bubble, on the cusp of making it in, are going to play their asses off. And that's what, yep. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. This month is one of my favorite months of the entire year. Not only because it's my birthday, but March Madness takes place during this. And what people don't understand is March Madness isn't just the tournament. No, it's it is weeks leading up to the tournament too. These teams that get in that are a viable team to hop in and get on the bubble and squeak their way into the 64. It's it's amazing. And it, it just goes to show again on Saturday, Duke UNC, you would have had to have ESPN plus and tune into it off ESPN yeah. off ESPN plus because what you call it went overtime. Michigan yeah, State uh, Michigan and uh what you call it went overtime. Oh no! It was a different game. Oh, sorry. We were yes, yes. Uh, the game. Uh, uh, CC Tennessee, game. Arkansas. Yes. Oh yeah. Tennessee, Arkansas. Right. And 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 the game goes to overtime, and we're sitting there, and you know that ESPN wanted to have the full pregame and everything else, and the build up to Coach Gay's last game. By the time they split the screens, I got rid of the split screen. Kind of like they had exactly what you and I have right now for right. the people that are watching us. They had UNC Duke on one, and they had the other game on the other one. And it's it's crazy. They do this, and it happens all the time. It used to happen when they did so a lot of soccer games. They would always have that. One game doesn't end, and then they'd say, well, you can watch this here. No, not if you DVR'd it. <laughs> you right. couldn't do it because your DVR doesn't just jump around. Right, and I, I do want to – it was Texas. It was uh, it was Texas and Kansas. That's right. Over time. I, I apologize. Not Tennessee, Arkansas. But yeah, yeah I mean, and then Kansas had to win. Right, and the the, the – the, 
the tournament, the, the tournament, all these games, the last three weeks have been awesome. I mean, if you're not yeah. watching college basketball right now, you're really missing out because every game has meant something. It's been awesome. Well, it's been great. I, I, I tuned in yesterday. I was over at Linda's house. We were watching. She's a big fan of HGTV, so we were watching it. I had no problem. I was sitting and watching HGTV as long as, she, as long as she wanted to. Yeah, and uh, and then I said, you know, let me just flip over because I knew that Loyola was on, and Loyola was playing their championship game for the MVC, and I turn over, they're up by eight. I go back, they're up by four. Uh, two minutes to go, we watched the end, and um, they were made, able to make free throws. They stopped uh, Drake, and they ended up going to the tournament. Third time in the last four years that they win the, uh, the conference tournament. So uh, Loyola's going, which is very, very cool to see them going again. And then Illinois yesterday, they beat Iowa and they get a share of the first place. They're the top seed. And this week you got the big 10 tournament. All the biggies start pretty much this week. Okay. Yes. All the big tournaments, the sec and all the other stuff, the ACC, the big 10, they all get underway this week. And there'll be a lot of great games going on. Illinois uh, is a team that can actually go far. Gonzaga is still on top. The ratings came out again today. Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, Auburn, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and then you have Villanova and uh, Purdue and Tennessee are tied for ninth. Then um, right. Wisconsin 12, Illinois 16, Iowa is uh, 24th. But um, it's it is a great time of year. And you were asking me because I have not. I used to watch college basketball religiously. I'd watch the right. Bulls and college basketball. I used to love at the beginning of the season when they have the um, coaches versus cancer tournament. Then they would have the ACC against the Big Ten. And I used to love because um, Indiana Notre Dame would play early in the season, things like that. But once they got, once they had the one and dones, every year you'd have a complete different team. Oh, he is going to talk soccer. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, one of the writers, one of the uh, callers or viewers says, Mike wants to talk soccer. Soccer. We'll get a little bit of it, but on anyway. Um, but once the one and done start, you just—it's so hard to follow. There's so many teams. There's so many right. players. Oh my god, it's just so hard. Was, to, like you said, just, the week before, it was you know yeah. seven upsets out of right. out of ten games. Seven of the top nine, seven of the top yeah. nine, not top ten. Right. Seven of the top nine lost, which was honestly, without question, the best week of college basketball I've watched in fifteen years. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Every single game was an upset. But like, there's games on tonight. Like, you got the West Coast tournament starting off tonight. You got Gonzaga going up against San Fran. That starts tonight at eight. I hope, I hope San Fran beats him because Gonzaga is a fucking fraud. All right, you got a bunch They're of not. League tournament. They are. They are. That guy. That bunch asshole. Of, bunch of tall, skinny. That, bunch of tall, that, skinny white guys. That guy with the mustache. He needs an elbow to the yeah. teeth. Timmy, I, I, yeah. I can't stand that guy. Right, but there's so many there's so many games on, and they all mean something. Like St. Mary's tonight against St. Clara or Santa Clara. I mean, there's so many good games. Like it's it's impossible. Like if you're a sports fan and you really if you like sports and you like competition, any single one of these games you're going to be completely enthralled by. Like it's going to blow yeah. you off. It's going to blow your seat. It's awesome. Every single one of these games has real meaning to it because these teams are fighting and prying and trying to get their name into the big into the big tourney and it's it's phenomenal it's fantastic. yeah it is it's great so there's more games going on today uh we'll be talking a lot about that and coming up in two in let's see today is the what sixth seventh today is the seventh. seventh so in 10 so, days 10 days yep we got day. we got back-to-back -back events at game on out at the megaplex in homer Glen. yes Yes, that's that's going to be great, guys. So for you guys that are sitting here watching, hanging out with us, and farting around watching Fred's Hubes views and brews, drinking beers and talking sports, we are going to be live at Game On Bar and Grill, which is a bar that's inside the Megaplex out in Homer Glen, right off of Bell Road. It's one fifty three zero one South Bell. Great, great bar, and it's amazing. They have I don't know I want to say like twelve indoor basketball courts. And they have like pickleball and indoor soccer field and this and everything. But the best part about it, they got really good food and a bar. So you yeah. can sit there and play basketball after you're done. Go have, I don't know, anywhere between nine and 35 beers. That's where <laughs> I usually range. All right, you go there, you have a good time, eat a bunch of good food. They have the best beef sandwich I've ever had in my life. But it, we're going to be there doing a live show for the tournament. We're, we're tipping off 1252. 
for the for the NCAA tournament. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, Schuster will be there along with you on Thursday, the 17th. Yes. I'll be out there with you on the 18th. And we'll be there from 10 o'clock on. There'll be games going on. They basically start at like 11 o'clock and they go all day long. Um, there'll definitely be some Uber calling on that day, I think. That makes a lot of sense. I may get a ride there at Uber home because, uh, yeah, there's no way it's going to be a – no matter how long you sit there. I tell this story all the time when I work with Mike North. We went to um, – we went to Las Vegas for the first two days of the NCAA tournament. The And when you're in Vegas, you know, the show in Chicago started at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, whichever, depending on which year. I can't remember that year. I think we started at 6, Chicago time. That's 4, Vegas time, which oh meant that we got together at 2.30 to do show prep. Okay? So as we were going down to do show prep, we were at Caesars Palace and all these hot girls – and guys all dressed the same with jeans and shirts hanging out of their, you know, regular button-down shirts with the with the things out, the tails out. They're all standing in line to get into the club. We're going into the sports book in a little poker room to do our radio show. But one time we went to a place called Green Valley Ranch. It's outside. It's I don't know if it's in Henderson. I can't remember exactly where it's at. But after our show was over, the first game started. We sat down in the bar. We drank until the last game ended. <laughs> I had 24 Guinness that day. It was it was the it was a March 16th. I had 24 Guinness. I kept count. And um, the next day, I got off the elevator looking at North, and I just shook my head. He goes, "How are you feeling?" I go, "My head's killing me." And I said, "But we're gonna we're gonna plow on through." So the NCAA tournament, a great time. And now with gambling, and we'll bring up a lot of gambling in a minute. Yes. But now with gambling, this makes it even more interesting. Plus. All Illinois is allowed a lot of the other ones like FanDuel and Bet MGM and stuff. You can re, you can now register online. The bars in Illinois, everything, yes, it's all, all of over them. the place, yes, right. So I'm trying to figure out. I already have Bet Rivers and Points Bet. I went on Scotty Scheffler yesterday. I won forty bucks on Scotty Scheffler winning the golf tournament. There you go. See? All right, you can you win go. money. Golf golf is fun to bet on you because the odds are is pretty big. I listen. I love golf. That's that's my yeah. favorite Sunday of all time. I guess me and you can Ben Israel are going to Hooters afterwards for the after hour specials. Ben, you let me know. You're buying though because I'm broke. I'm <laughs> so broke. anyway, uh, anyway, we got we. There's our basketball stuff. The Bulls are losing. They've got 18 games left. Eight of their next 10 on the road. 10 of their next 12 on the road. And you know what? I know there are injuries that have hurt the Bulls. Um, they're just they, they just don't have enough. But I just want to see them get in the playoffs keep these guys around for another year or so. I love watching Desumu play for the Bulls. I love um, Io. Did you, yeah. did, 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 did you see that pass the other night that he fed Zach Levine? Yep. Please, yep. I mean, I, I, all right, guys, I'm sitting here at my house the other night. I forget when I was, it Thursday, Friday, Friday night. They're playing, I forget who the hell they were playing. The Miami. Uh, Miami Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Thank you. Milwaukee yes. on Friday. Yeah. That. <laughs> that give to Zach Levine was that yeah. no look pass. Yep. I mean, they were already down. The game was already out of hand, but that no look pass. And I looked over to my buddy next to me. I was like, I was like dude, do you think once Lonzo Ball comes back healthy, who do you think should be the starting point guard for the Chicago yeah. Bulls? I know. Because, I mean, that's how good this kid is. Now, although Lonzo is great at defense – and this kid's upside is so good. Iowa's it is. upside is so big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's great. Is so high. Yeah, it's, it's great phenomenal. for them and the new management and all that stuff. It's good to have them there. But right now they're in fourth in the Eastern Conference. They're going to drop down after losing today if they do. I think they're down by six or seven. But we'll see. Hopefully, get in the playoffs. Make you know play well. See what happens. Let's get really quickly to baseball because I want to make uh, sure we get to get our beer talking pretty much on time. Um, no agreement yet. Blackout day number 96. Um, but they've gotten together and they've agreed. The Players Association said they would agree to three rules changes in 2023. And they are the pitch clock. But the pitch clock is bizarre. It's 14 seconds when there's nobody on base. 19 seconds when there's someone on base. Instead of just a 20-second pitch clock all the time. Now, they were breaking it down on MLB Tonight earlier today. It's strange. I like it. It goes fast. It goes faster. There's no reason for guys to be walking around for no apparent reason on the mound after they get the ball back. That's one of them. The bigger bases is just stupid. I'm sorry. 
bigger bases. Okay, that makes no sense to me. Someone will have to explain it. And then banning the shifts, that's just all – every left-handed hitter in baseball doesn't want him to ban shifts. I was I, – I, I had this – Or watch him to ban shifts. I'm sorry. I had this talk with Paul today, banning the shift. And he's, he's like, well, the shift didn't start until like eight years ago. No, Paul. I'm, no. I'm fairly certain that Ted Williams had a shift on him 90% yes, of the he did. time and yeah. still fucking hit 400. Right. Like, get out of here. Yeah. You're, you're lying to yourself. You're lying yep. to yourself. Like, get out of town. Like, and he, no, no, it's it, Paul knows his sports. Paul is a bit, our guy, Nick and Ivy Paul. He knows his stuff. But you're going to sit there and tell me that Ted Williams. Yeah. Didn't have a shift on Tony Gwynn. Didn't have a shift on him. All right, yeah. all those guys had shifts on him. It was it's ridiculous. Yeah, just because Joey Gallo and Kyle Schwarber and a couple of these guys can't get base hits because of uh, the shift. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You're That's talking. Got... You're talking about Joey Gallo, a guy who barely hits his body weight in the MLB yeah. right now. The most right. walks and the most strikeouts with a dog shit batting average has the potential right now if they ban the shift to be a 400 hitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, are you for real? I know. I mean, it's it's a I part know. of the game, Fred. It's a part of the game. It is. Yeah, learn how to hit the ball. And um, one other thing, if they, I'm th starting to think there's going to be a May first start in baseball. They still haven't done anything yet. May first would be a good time. They lose all the April games, and with the April games gone, they don't have to worry about cold weather. They don't have to worry about any of the other stuff. So that'd be fine. Right now, the Dodgers, Mariners, and A's they lost six home games. The Tigers, Yankees, and Giants, they lost six road games, which means the Yankees were going to have more home games than road games, which at the end of the year is going to play out to a point where it could be it could really change some things. But I love baseball. I know you love baseball. Yes. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be um, when we want it to. Uh, you, you said what, May, May 1st, you said? Yeah. June 1st, May 1st? May 1st, I'm, 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 thinking. Looking, I'm looking more like June 1st. Are you really? Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I'm at right now. And honestly, I'd be surprised if it's by June 1st. Because one thing that I've realized is that these, these players, they, they don't want to play in the cold. They don't want to play in Chicago when a day like today. Oh, screw over. them. You know, but, but it's – it's I, I know. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same exact boat. But they don't want to do that. But yeah. then, okay, so why are we playing 162 games then? Because that's what baseball does. What does it though? Like it's 162 games. Those uh, okay. So I, I know that you got your you got your beer guys on here, but I got a question to ask you. Why are we playing 162 games if if each division can be made up in 120? What do you mean? Because you got to play other teams too. Your, your, your home fans want to be able to see the other teams. You want to be able to see the Yankees come to town. The Cubs want to be able to see the Giants and the Dodgers come to town. Not for a is long that, period that, of time. Is that really selling tickets, though? Oh, the yeah. Cubs stuck regardless. Well, I mean, they, you, now you they will. These divisions in 120 games. Yeah. No, I'm sure you can if you just play divisional play. But, yeah, it's gonna it's it's got to change. Something's got to change. Gonna, so in your Here's opinion, what's going to happen. If you do this, the ticket prices are going to go to the point where no one's going to be able to afford to go to the games. Who and then what are they going to do? do now anyways? Well, I don't. They'll I'm still a go. Cub fan. They'll I'm a still go. Cub fan. You ain't going to catch my fat ass in one of them tight little seats. They'll still go. Well, the see, the bleachers. on my couch. Yeah. I, well, I agree with you. My couch is the best seat for all sports. I try not to go to any right now. Um, two things real quickly. Reports are the Ricketts family is interested in buying Chelsea football because Chelsea, the English Premier League team, is owned by a Russian millionaire. And um, he's going to apparently give the team up. Our, so Our guy Mike Hughes, this is pretty good, Fred. Look at this one. Our guy Mike Hughes, who has his own show on the network. Yes. Um, Mike on the mic says, as someone who works at Wrigley Field at 4 a.m. in March, please take your time. No rush. <laughs> this weather is ass. And yeah. I mean, I get it, but I mean, man, I, I, I really want baseball back. Well, see, the thing is, baseball, when I, I mean, I'm old, I tell them, talk to you all, I'll be 65 this year, and baseball used to start the second week of April. You start April 12th, and they still played a lot of games. Now they start in March. It's ridiculous. They used to schedule double headers. Now, oh, the owner's got to get the each and every one of the, um, you know, you can't schedule double headers. You can't give away a gate for one game. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. That's just money in your pocket. All the players, you're getting, you're just like the NFL. When they get their check for the broadcasts, 
they're paid. Their players are paid. They've got that money already. And everything they do from parking to concessions to everything else, that's just money in the owner's pockets. Right. The owners are making money hand over fist. Right. It's crazy. One last thing because we want to get to it. Well, two things really quickly. Combine numbers. All week long, we heard about a guy that's 350 or something running a fast 40. 74 pounds. I don't care what the what those guys run the 40 in. I don't care what wide receivers run the 40 in. You know what I care about? Can the wide receiver catch the ball, run routes, and get off the line of scrimmage? Because if they can't do those three things, I don't care how fast they run. Right. It doesn't matter. how Ronaldo Nehemiah, the Niners, had Ronaldo Nehemiah on the team. He was a track athlete. For the Olympics, Willie Galt from the Bears, he ran deep, and once in a while he would catch a ball. You need guys that can catch the ball in traffic and go. That's why when we watched Cincinnati play this year, it was so much fun watching uh, Chase. Jamar Chase. That was fun because he can catch the ball. Remember all the questions about Jamar Chase early in the I year? I can do. he catch the ball? Can he catch the ball? He's Nobody dead. talked about that. Word for word verbatim. I did. He said word for word verbatim that he was having trouble picking up the football while it was in the air without the white collegiate stripe on the football. Yeah. Yeah. And well, yet the guy is a phenomenal wide receiver because Joe Burrow's throwing him the ball. And he's yeah, he didn't seem to have much of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the Calvin Ridley banned for the season. Um, oh. He bet, he bet uh, $1,500. He made a three team, a five team, and an eight team parlay on the Falcons. I don't know how he did that. If it's just on the Falcons, it can't, I don't know, whatever. But he was not he was not with the team because he was out for mental health issues. He mm -hmm. took himself out for mental health issues. He right. comes out and says, listen, I don't have a gambling problem. It doesn't matter. They're not worried about you having a gambling problem. They're worried about you gambling on the game. Right. And how many times when we watch a game do people say, that game was fixed. They wanted them to get in. They wanted the Rams to be playing in the Super Bowl at their home stadium. We talk about it all the time. That's yep. what the NFL wants to avoid. Yep. And listen, obviously he does have mental health issues if he's betting on the Falcons. I mean, what a terrible team. Why would you bet on the Falcons? I mean, that's yeah, obvious. You're right. Blank. Are you're you right. kidding me? The yeah. Falcons fucking, excuse me, I'm sorry. The Falcons blow. <laughs> They're terrible. Well, obviously he's, he has mental health issues. One, he's not playing with the team. Two, the Falcons are terrible. So if you're betting on the Falcons to win anything, especially in a parlay, he just lost yeah. a lot of money. That's all it is. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, you're looking at waiting to hear from the uh, guys from First Forest Brewing. Uh, you're going to hear from them in a minute, and we're not going to shorten it. This is it's a podcast. We can go as long as we want. Yes, so I'm we sorry. Can go all night we can go. Yeah. All night. The, the last thing I want to talk about is Saturday. Oh boy, I called you Saturday. <laughs> I called you Saturday at about four o'clock, and I said, yes, Are "You and Nick good. and Ivy." You said, "Yeah." You yes, said, sir. "I got done changing my wife's flat tire. Yes. Uh, I'm back." Uh, so I went to Nick and Ivy. There was a party going on there. For Paul's wife's uncle, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And it was great. There was a lot I of people there. Of candy. I, st I stole. Oh my god! Candy. If I have, if I see one more Hershey's kiss in the next day or two, I, I, st I'm I, 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 I listen, guys. When I have a few beers down my gullet, this is what happens. Fat Mike turns into a party animal, and I, it's, oh. it's, it's impossible to be tamed. I stole a bowl of candy from an innocent party in the corner of the brewery. Yes, you did. And I ate like half the bowl of candy. Yeah, Not between only... between York peppermint patties and Hershey's kisses, <laughs> I mean, I had more chocolate. There. I mean, it would kill diabetics with the amount of chocolate right. I had. I, I left that party looking like Ron Sano. I had one leg; it was on a peg. I had a hair piece that was on fire. Oh. It was terrible. It was miserable. It was, yeah. But, but then, it was fun. And then we went was, next door or two doors yes. down. And then not not only that, but my uh, I come from I come from a big cop family. Um, which is um, amazing because I'm the one that breaks the law. I'm a black yes. sheep, Fred. I'm a black yes, sheep. You are. You give yes, you are. Yes, you are. So I, I have, I have two family. I have two brothers that are are part of the uh, order of police, and it just so happened that my oldest brother brother's local uh, police department was doing a bar crawl, and I knew everybody down there. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I knew everybody. And I'm threatening to beat people up. These guys are police officers, and they all want to wrestle me for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you told one life. guy's wife you you told you told one guy's wife who's pregnant that's okay. You can do the shot. The baby won't be affected. And yeah, I'm saying, I, I, her, I, I gotta go. Me. I, I gotta leave now. Fine. Look at me. I turned <laughs> off fine. And then she just looks at me like this guy's an asshole. 
So I mean, like, oh my god! The, 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 and it's you know what's hysterical about this entire situation is the next morning, I, my brother gives me a call. He's, he's like, yeah, I heard you ran into everybody at Romeo. Yeah. I'm sorry, at the local <laughs> police department. I was like, I was like, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, they all think you're hysterical. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's like, that's one thing about us is that the party follows us. Yeah, the party always yeah. follows us. I'm, I, I yeah, it was fun. Even though I'm and an what's... asshole, I have I have that infectious personality where the party always just comes with us. You know what I what's mean? What's the name of the other bar we went to after Nick and Ivy? Jackie's Tap. Jackie's yeah, Tap. It's a local good little watering hole. They have, and I'm. Uh, I will say this: Paul has great beer, great yeah. beer over at Nick and Ivy. But on a hot summer day, there is no bar that I've ever been to in my entire life that has a colder beer than Jackie's Tap in downtown Lockport. It is a half a degree away from being a fucking slushy. I mean, that every beer you get from there in the summertime is a half a degree away from being a beer slushy. That's why I love that place. It's well, I mean, after drinking after drinking craft beers at Nick and Ivy, I ended up having a Sam Adams cold snap. And uh, and and I got on my way at an appropriate time, so that was uh, it was fun. Let's let's take a break. Let's yes. um, hear from Paul and about Nick and Ivy and all the other sponsors. And when we come back. We're going to talk to um, we're going to talk to Jordan. We're going to talk to James. We're going to talk to Heather from First Forest Brewing. What's going on with them? And uh, we'll discuss that. When we come back after this. All right, Fred. Thank you so much for having me on. I'll see you soon. My pleasure, always. Take care. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Megaplex Sports Complex is a 78,000-square-foot center filled with hardwood and turf. They have baseball rentals with batting cages, softball, soccer, lacrosse, gymnastics, cheerleading, cornhole, basketball, volleyball, and pickleball. It also features a bar and grill with the best pizza and beef sandwiches around. They cater to events such as birthdays, graduations, corporate parties, as well as memorabilia shows. Check them out at Megaplex Sports Complex, 15301 South Bell Road in Homer Glen, 708-966-4210. Cannot wait to get out out to uh, Game on Bar and Grill at the Megaplex on the 17th and 18th of March for the NCAA tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come on out, see us. We'll be doing shows throughout the day there uh, at the Megaplex. Now, as a guy who loves beer and craft beer, I'm only one person. 
So I can get to a lot of places and I kind of like to stay close to home because you have a beer or two and I get a rule. I can only have two and then get back home um, or flights depending on it. So I try to stop at as many places as I can. When I was working, I would stop on a Saturday. I'd say, I'm going to stop here. So one day working, I stopped at Blue Nose Brewing, which was in Hodgkins, and had a flight of beer. And then I went to Imperial Oak in Willowbrook and had another flight of beer. Thank goodness they had a taco truck there that day. And that was wonderful. Those were, those were nice. So I had not been able to get out to First Forest Brewing, which is, took over where Blue Nose Brewing was. And now First Forest Brewing is not there. So to find out more about what First Forest Brewing is doing right now, we have the people from First Forest Brewing on. We've got Jordan, James, and Heather. And how's everyone doing today? Fantastic. Doing Very good. good. Doing good. You know, and I, I was telling this, I told the story, and I remember going to Blue Nose, and then shortly after that, I know they were gone, and First Forest was there. Someone give me the background on what happened, how all that happened before we get any further into oh, yeah. First Forest. Yeah, we, uh, I was part of Blue Nose, um, and, you know, I, I ended up wanting to do my own thing, uh, which is First Forest, which was uh, a, a long dream of mine. Um, so we knew the, uh, the building was going to be up for sale about a year from when I took over uh, all the equipment and uh, brought and started First Forest in that location. Um, so Heather came on, got a good plan as we knew we were coming towards the end uh, <laughs> to go distribution uh, as we take our time now to look for our, our next permanent home. Uh, but it was a great jumping off point, already had the brew system set up, had uh, tanks so we could get some of our first beers out, um, plan slowly before we totally close, move those tanks to where they are now. Uh, we've got equipment at Whiskey Hill Brewing in Westmont and Noon Whistle. Uh, Lombard and Naperville. So we'll continue producing out of there. Uh, and yeah, it's been pretty enjoyable. Heather's been doing awesome. Uh, and and that's kind of the, the, the long story short. Yeah, we'll get to James in a second also, but I want to talk to Heather real quickly because I remember first time I saw Heather, I walked into Prestige Liquors and Prestige and um, Dylan was smart enough to put a tap room there in the back of Prestige and I went in and Heather was there and I was talking to Heather and Greg and everybody who worked there, Bill Walker and everybody else. And that was an awesome place. And then one day I find out Heather's leaving and going to first forest and Heather, I mean, you, it was nice over prestige. You got to meet a lot of people, but what made you want to make the move and go on over uh, to first forest? Yeah. So I've been in the craft beer industry for probably about eight or nine years. I had known Jordan before, I think Blue Nose was even really established. I've known Jordan for a good amount of time. Um, I worked at Imperial Oak when they first opened. I was there for the first three years at the original location. Um, and then I had a baby, well, husband, and then a baby. <laughs> took some time off. Um, and then I was working in the city for a little while. And I had won a gift card, actually, on the Chicago Area Microbreweries Facebook page to Prestige. And I'd never been there because Westmont's not really where I go, I, you know, you kind of right. have a beer or two and you stay close to home. Um, so I went there and I met Dylan and I was like, this is kind of a nice place. And there were some brands that I had not tried before. And so I said, okay, well, um, do you, are you guys ever looking for temporary help or fill-ins here and there? And, and Dylan's like, yeah. And then I got a text from him a couple of days later saying, okay, we'll have you every Thursday and Saturday. And I was like, wait, 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 I'm fill-ins. So um, I was there for about almost a year and a half. Uh, I became the beer buyer. So I was uh, getting a lot of samples from a lot of uh, reps and things like that. And when Jordan came out with Reaper Repair, which was his first double IPA, I told him, I really think he has something here. Um, and that's when I think I kind of hounded him saying, I need to sell this for you. Um, I got super lucky with that. <laughs> So I've got, I've got ideas. I've got, you know, beers that I make. Um, you know, she was like, Hey, what do you think you'll sell this for? I was like, I have no idea. She's like, let me, let me help you out. And I said, I would appreciate it a hundred percent. Um, so it was, we, 
I got very lucky coming in uh, to proceed talking to her on a couple of occasions and yeah. uh, kind of clicked with, with I think it, I think it's a pretty symbiotic relationship you know um, I get to work <clears throat> from home but then also get to kind of um, do a lot of the uh, um, like events and things like that and some of the social networking. So it works out. Um, but the easiest part is the beer. It sells itself. Sure. So pretty much go in and I say, if you try the beer, I guarantee I'll be back. So, well, uh, I saw, I saw Heather at the, um, the Westmont winter beer fest and you guys had two beers there. All the people that, you know, were 25 brewers, they had two beers apiece. You had the Bohemian Breakfast, and that's a beer that you make with Whiskey Hill, correct? Correct. Yes, we do. Yeah, Eric, uh, Eric, awesome brewer. Um, you know, he's the the head brewer over there. Uh, him and I decided to make a collab stout. Um, he makes phenomenal stuff. Everybody knows that, and mm -hmm. uh, we put our heads together a little bit. Spent three days for for brewing one beer because it was. Uh, there's so much grain. Uh, turned out amazing, though. I, I'm really happy with it. Um, him and I actually collabed and did a, a second collab with this beer through Heather with uh, some Smuggler's Coffee, which tasted great this uh, this last weekend. So That's awesome. Uh, and then the other one was uh, the Dylan the Pilot, and that was uh, a, an orange pale ale. And with all the other beers I'm tasting, that one stuck out to me at, uh, at the Westmont Winter because it just jumped. You weren't expecting it. And the orange that you got was awesome. It was very, very tasty. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. That was uh, sitting around, smelling hops, uh, smelling Motuaka, thinking what would go good with it. Kind of uh, an idea came, put it all together in the brew house. And, uh, you know, it, it turned out I, I really enjoy it. And people seem to seem to enjoy it. So super happy with that one. That'll be your round for us. Cool. And, James, you're, you're the guy – that I, I don't know much about other than before the show, we were talking about where you guys grew up and stuff like that. So what do you, what do you do with, with the, the brewery? Nobody knows a lot about me. Uh, <laughs> I just got to get in where I fit in, you know. Um, if, if they need help in the brew house that day, I'm there. If they need help canning, I'm there. If Heather's got accounts that she needs deliveries to, I'm there. Um, I've known Jordan since the beginning of his last venture. Uh, we've done a couple of collaborations, a couple of benefits, a couple of sausage things. Uh, we've got a hot sauce coming out here pretty soon. James Two J's. James' nickname is the is the Bratweiler. This guy makes homemade brats that are delicious, mustard, hot sauce. We're doing amazing. Yeah, he. Uh, people say I don't talk very much, so James came here to kind of help me out. Just this to make thing. sure to make sure that he didn't <laughs> drop it off. Uh, the one beer you guys haven't talked about yet is this self care. Uh, it was not made for Calvin Ridley. Um, <laughs> although everybody needs a little bit of this, maybe uh, Fat Mike could drink 75 of these next weekend, do a little self care. But uh, what's, that's what what's in that one? It's a triple citra IPA that's done with the um, Fat Mike needs brats, Fat Mike, Mike does need brats, but uh, yeah. it's done with the, the pellet, it's done with the cryo, and it's also done with the full spectrum. Um, and it's a double hazy. IPA. It's fantastic. It's my favorite one. It's a collaboration they did with uh, a cool brewer over there at Foreign, or at, uh, yeah, Foreign Exchange, Ricky Cervantes. So yep. another great brewery. Yeah, Ricky's uh, Ricky's a good guy. Him and I have collabed a couple times. Always have a great time and, uh, you know, things have been working out. So yeah, and the reason I'm I trying to so much is there, he's brewing at, I think, the top of his game right now, uh, better than yeah. he ever has. And he's doing a lot of cool things with other people that I really respect. Yeah, I'm trying to get Ricky on too. I talked to him and hope to get him on a couple uh, weeks from now in March because he does crank out some really, really great beer. And um, I, I don't have my list of what I had, what he had there, but he had something that was great at the Westmont Winter Beer Fest. I can't remember what it was now. Um, I left my list. Oh yeah, huh? mango habanero triple IPA. That's what it was. The the mango habanero because the mango got you in the mouth. And the habanero got you in the neck. And it was I told like five or six other people that I saw at the beer fest. And they went over there and they said, you're exactly right. Yeah. They go, it tastes mango. You go, where's the habanero? And they go, there's the habanero. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely great. Um, my mind is like, I don't forget anything. So my poor husband. <laughs> well, and, and like I said, I, I know years ago, um, like I said, you know, when I first started, before I brought you in, it's tough to go to all the breweries, unless your name is John Bitterman or Chet Brett. 
Dan, you've been to all the breweries. You've been to each and every one of them. Both great guys. Chet Brett yeah. makes me feel like I'm like a like I'm a child. He's right. yes. over me. That guy's huge. John I know. It's un- What's up, he's a, yes. He has introduced me to so many of the uh, of the craft brewers and things like that. And um, I, you know, between him and um, Justin Maynard, who was the who when I first got involved, he was the guy in charge of the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. And so I, I got to meet him. He introduced me to Ryan Tucker from Goose Island, a lot of other people, and then with Vicky Reed. I, between those those three, I've met so many people, and that's what got me so interested and so involved. Because you know, a kid from Cicero moving out here to Downers, and I was drinking Miller Lite and then Guinness, and then when oh geez, when Tim started Urban Legend, I was drinking. I went there, and that was basically the first one in this area out here. Then Urban Legend became Mitz and Legends, and now it's Whiskey Hill. And um, they've, they've, you know, they've all had their, they've all had their nice things. They've all had their. Uh, Crispy Carl is the one that um, the Urban Legend did with Tim, and that was amazing. What the box at Whiskey yeah. Hill though, right now? I used to, I used to brew with Tim yeah. uh, a little bit, and he he made the Bitterman IPA, the Bitter Man for John. Bitterman. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. a good shout to, to John a long time. No, it's amazing. I'm, I know that uh, I think John, did, they just did a feature with John on uh, the Brit and the Yank on a podcast. Yeah. And I think uh, so he want, uh, he's going to come on. I'm going to head out to his place and go on. But one of the things, without having a place, how difficult it is, and all you guys can talk about this, but how difficult is your brewing beer, but how difficult is the distribution of what you're making? You know what? Um, so I've been in the in the – bar industry for way too long, beer industry for about 16 years. My first spot was at Sheffield's Beer and Wine Garden. That was, uh, oh, you know. I love that place. Yeah, when I was young, living in the city, um, I still have great buddies who have been there from, you know, 2007 or longer who are still there. Um, but having connections from those places forward, uh, bring it, you know, between me, these guys, Heather, um, everybody else that helps us out, um, it, it, it's been there's challenges, but it's, we've been, uh, we're very lucky to have all the uh, support that we've got from, from these, from these spots out here. Like even, even prestige, which we already talked about. Uh, and I don't mm-hmm. want to start aiming more, uh, just because I don't want to leave any out, but there's been a right. ton, ton of great places supporting yeah. us. Heather's set up uh, a, a large amount of ta- uh, tap takeovers. And every time she does, um, you know, we, the people that we meet are great, um, from, from all over, uh, just so I, I, I thought it would be difficult, mm-hmm. uh, which, but it's actually it's been uh, it's been smooth so far. I should I'm gonna knock on our wooden table for here. sure. Everywhere that I've delivered to has been more than open and accepting and wanting to know more about the beer so they can promote it for us without right. us right. having to do it. A lot of times right. I will get, oh, I wish Heather was here instead of you, but that's about the meanest <laughs> thing that I'll get. So, uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Tell me who. I'll start a list. Yeah. Well, and and Heather, how important has it been? I mean, you know, over the last couple of years, I mean, you've got you've got crafted, you've got the bot, um, oh, you got um, the open door now that's open, and you've got all these other, you got uh, beer and now and everything else. How important are those kind of places to what you guys do? Those, I, those. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Sorry, go ahead, Heather. No, big huggers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're absolutely integral to the business. I once start um, with those guys, and honestly, they were the easiest to get our account into because mm-hmm. they, um, Jordan and I, I think for the most part, I don't want to say have a good reputation. Well, we don't have a bad reputation, but I mean, people know that what we're saying is honest and true um and so if someone's saying i'm telling this is a great beer what's the risk of taking on a case or two and then when they see that these go quickly they're like okay give me two or three more cases and then it just kind of is like a a domino effect you know so for for our next uh release of beers i anticipate that it's going to go even bigger and better um but yeah without naming them all the accounts i would say we have probably about about 50 to 60 locations that carry us already. That's great. It's been, it's been great. And, uh, you know, besides that, besides the help from the places that are carrying our product again, you know, like we talked about, it's great to have a little help from some friends. Uh, yeah. You know, 
like right here, you got you know Whiskey Hill, a foreign exchange, and uh, that we put the names together. Um, like she said, anybody who trusts us, we put our name with with other breweries that people trust, and uh, it's it's been great. It's been amazing. So. And that's been a big help to us, I believe, also with having Ricky and Eric both say, you know what? And I've used this kind of in a sales pitch, if you will, saying we have two big breweries that are confident in our product insofar as they're willing to put their name on it, too. You know, sure. and that's a testament in the quality of product that Jordan makes. And um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for what's to come. A lot of pressure. It'll be a lot of fun. You know, because you work right now. Yeah. Well, because you because you're not brewing at your own place right now, do you have to you have to have like a limit as, as those three, and then you're working on others, or how do you go about doing that? Um, really, we're the it's kind of um, as we're as we're bringing this in, you know, we're making the money to supply to supply the new stuff. Um, we have a, a set brew schedule now that's really falling together. So uh, Whiskey Hill has been uh, open arms they've been amazing um, we get to kind of I, I'll, I'll plan shoot emails back and forth with Eric talk about what days we can brew it works out really well so we have um, probably four beers lined up to brew there in the next month um, that's great we actually got our first uh, beer brewed at noon whistle Lombard today which was the Reaper repair the double IPA that she talked about originally mm -hmm. um, oh, so uh, getting into a little groove with those guys and who, who've been amazing as well. So um, we're, we're shooting for a new beer to be made once a week, which will eventually have us putting out one or two new beers every week to two weeks. That's the goal. All right. Well, I don't want to, I don't want you to give me any secrets or anything like That's that, nice. but, but a lot of people are, a lot of people are probably people that have had your beer and been to first forest before you guys closed. Um, what's the future? I mean, do you have a place? You don't have to tell me where, but what are you what are you looking? What's the future look like? You know what? I've been I've been looking all over, um, and we're, we're really just taking our time. We want a place mm -hmm. that's uh, right now. I guess just because we don't have to rush, we're we're just try I just don't want to rush into anything. So we we want sure. the the venue to be interesting we want the outside to be interesting we want it to be uh we're parking yeah, parking <laughs> um, yeah we, uh i think all of us like live music so we're just taking all the aspects and making sure we can fit it all in um along with uh just seeing kind of what's what what direction the world is going at the moment before we uh you know jump into a big lease to be honest but um we're i would say um I don't want to. I don't want to say a date, but you know, no, that's soon, fine. Yeah, very, very soon we, we're we're gonna pick our spot and uh, and you know anchor anchor our feet down there for a little while. But like Jordan said, there's no rush at the moment. You know, I mean, product is going out. It's going very slowly. You know, and once we have <laughs> once we have like a better ground and see what the needs and supply is, you know, sure. The um where where to go next you know we've actually had i won't say too much but we've actually had a couple uh towns come and ask us to go there sure kind of nice sure. wanted you know that's, yeah. that's it's been that's been very cool yeah and you, yeah. you know it's also you know it's it gets it keeps the excitement up but then also you know makes you think about that as you're trying to fall asleep you know, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, well it's, it's funny it's funny too because when i know i was out at um Crafted in 1979, the day they opened, and they had the mayor of Mokina out there when they opened their store. They had the mayor of Mokina, and that was wonderful. And I know that, um, like I said, Nick and Ivy, who sponsors the show, and you know, Mike and I go there all the time, and um, they, you know, they do a lot of things with the Lockport Chamber of Commerce and things like that, and they get involved with the Lockport School District and stuff like that. And I know a lot of the other breweries do too, and it's wonderful that. These brewery or communities are starting to realize how important it is to have someone because then people come to your community, they come to your town to drink the beer, and um, I think it's great because I know the same thing. I'm sure that the same thing that Dylan went through building um, uh, Open Door, and I know that uh, Eric over at Orange and Brew 
They do so many things with the town, with the community. And oh, that's really that's beer. really important when you guys open, you know, wherever it may Man, be. They all blew through all their beer real fast. Those guys, yeah. all the places that you mentioned are amazing. So yeah. yeah. Well, I think like you said, I think that there is um, an ever-changing dynamic on how people uh, uh, view beer, right? We always mm -hmm. think, oh, beer's just Miller-like course, like things like that. Now with craft beer, it's not just people sitting drinking. It's also people finding new friendship. And sure. a lot of people bring families there. I know that's a taboo subject, you know, and people, <laughs> families, kids and dogs. Families and dogs. <laughs> Oh, I'm surprised my wife and daughters aren't behind us right now, jumping up and down. My daughter, my husband, and I was like, "You cannot bother me." Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's it's changing the idea of what craft beer is. Sure. Um, you know, we had, especially at a, these last couple beer fests, we've had some people say, "You know what? I don't like beer," and I'm like, "You know what? You've already paid for your ticket. It's my. You might as well try something. Just try it. See what you right. like." A lot of people were turned like. We're pleasantly surprised about Dylan the pilot. We had a couple people sure. come. Oh my gosh, I love this. Where can I get it? You know, and that was why it was important to get in a lot of these festivals too for name recognition. And then they can go back to their whoever vendor they use and say, I need you guys to carry them. And they're gonna yeah. be like, Oh yeah, it's that nag Heather that keeps calling. <laughs> I'll call her back. It's <laughs> a great no. it's a great community. And it's it's yeah. nice. It's yeah. awesome to like everybody on here if we if if you meet somebody and they say, hey, you know, I watched that. It's like, great, let's have a beer. Um, right. That's always the, the best part about it. I mean, I'm yeah. a fat check kid, so I'm always going to go back to a Pilsner or a Quell. But sure. everything else in the world is getting very hyper-local with beer. Yeah. So the more you can get from local and people that you know and people that you've actually experienced with, the better. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's my opinion. I've seen lots of people, if they've never heard of you, if you don't have a close friend recommending it, they're not getting it. I think he's also right. losing some weight. So well, we all we all lie about losing weight. I know I do. So we lie about those things. Um, I lie about losing it. <laughs> um, so before I let you guys go, is there anything else you want to promote, mention? Uh, I know you got those beers. Where, I mean, I know we talked about a lot of the different places, but most of your beers that are out there, Heather, we can probably find in a lot of the bottle shops in the area, correct? Out in the Western Burbs. I would say as of right now, yes, most of the Western suburbs have it. We're in the process of updating our website um, where it will have kind of a pinpoint area. Because, again, like at, at festivals, people are like, I live in Ravenswood. Where can I get it? I'm right. Like, well, let's. I have to start going through and look. And, I, you know. Um, right. You never know. I've delivered all the way up to Crystal Lake and I, Barrington and all the way out to Yorkville. So yeah, you, if you check your local bottle shop, it might be there. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's just a, a testament of the people who are willing to, you know, say, yeah, let's try your brand and see what happens. Sure. Um, but yeah, we're we're updating our website, hopefully with um, a list and a map showing where you can find all our all of our stuff. Um, and in the near couple weeks, you'll see new products from us and you'll, we kind of stand out because of the, the artwork, uh, Jordan. Has I was, I was just going to say, yeah. I wanted to make sure all the, if anybody likes the artwork, it's a guy named Booker Youngblood. Um, he works at uh, copper plate tattoo, awesome artist, great guy, him and a guy named, uh, Chris Schoner do, uh, all the. Booker does all the cans, the logos. Chris does some other stuff for us. Both of them are amazing. Um, wanted to put that out there because yeah. anybody who's trying yeah. to find this stuff, we normally have his uh, links on all of our cans as well. Artists are awesome. Cool. No, that's great because a lot of times people, when people walk into some of the uh, the bottle shops and that stuff, they get inundated with all the different beers that are there. And sometimes a label can attract them. They'll look at it because of what's on the label, like the one with, you know the one with uh, Whiskey Hill and 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 the Bohemian Breakfast. They're gonna they're gonna that's gonna jump out at them with all the skulls looking at them and things like that. So modeled after the label. Actually, somebody, somebody asked if he was related to the hockey player. It's Young Blutt, B L U T T. I'm there you go. Yeah, he, like, he does look like a hockey player. I don't know. Yeah, very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. I know, like I said, there's so many different breweries. I want to make sure I get as many people on here as I can on a weekly basis Thanks, because Fred. a lot of people that are watching. They 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 love their craft beer. And when I tell the story all the time, but when Mike asked me to do a show, I said as long as I can talk craft beer too, because. 
There may be a couple shows here and there, but uh, I want to do it in a little bit of a different way. And uh, it's great having you guys on. Best of luck to you. I got to go grab another beer because I'm actually almost empty. Yeah. But thanks Thank a lot. You. Appreciate you. Heather, James, Jordan, thanks for coming on today. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, my. Now I'm really thirsty after you keep talking about more beer. Um, I don't have, I know, Mike, this is going to surprise you. I don't have a What's Up Fred's Can, but I do have three other beer things I want to mention before we get done. Um, St. Patrick's Day beer celebrations. Besides me and Mike and Schuster over at Game On in uh, Homer Glen coming up on the 17th and 18th. Goldfinger Brewing, they had their cask tapping. Um the first Tuesday of every month, they're going to have a cask tapping. Cask is about a five-gallon cask. It's a metal thing. And they pull the beer a couple weeks before it's ready to be poured. And you taste some of the differences in what's there. And it was very cool. They had the original lager. Um, that was fun. They are also, if you're a fan or if you're looking for jobs, Okay, Goldfinger also looking for full and part-time beer tenders and servers. I was there last Saturday um, for their dark lager days. Was it last Saturday or two Saturdays ago? Place was packed. Place was jumping. They did a great job taking care of everybody, getting everybody their beers, and uh, people were having a wonderful time. The beer seller in Geneva, Dave Hawley with his uh, location out in Geneva. Now, I don't know if it's the one... In Glen Ellen also, but I only saw Geneva, so I'm only going to promote it this way. They have a happy hour Mondays. You can still get there. You can still get there. That's right. Um, 6 to 9.30, half off their beers. Their happy hour goes three and a half hours on Mondays, okay, at the beer cellar in Geneva, 6 to 9.30. And one of the beers you may find is a juicy IPA. I think it's a juicy, hazy IPA that a lot of women made and for the last several years they've had the pink boot society a bunch of the women that are in the brewing industry that put together a beer trying to extend and continue the education of women in brewing and they have a beer out now called cosmic nunchucks i was unable to get any but i'm going to try and grab some i'm sure you can get some of the year at your tap rooms and some of your bottle shops but cosmic nunchucks it is um a hazy uh, IPA, go and grab it, and uh, it all goes towards uh, helping get more women involved in the Brewing Society. We had Heather on. Uh, I've talked so much about Emily Slayton from uh, Skeleton Key. They're getting ready to open their whole place in a couple of weeks. Um, they've got their tanks back in after the tornado they had last Father's Day, so I cannot wait. Vicki Reed and all the people over there. So um, if you get a chance, go and grab that. There are also two breweries in the city. Hopewell is one of them that is doing a traditional Kolsch beer style service. Now, I've said numerous times, and I'm going to Germany again next year, next March, on a cruise. I'm going to stop in Cologne, Germany. Cologne, Germany is known for Kolsch beer. They will tell you around the world, you can't, Kolsch can only be made in Cologne, Germany. You can have a cold style beer. So at Hopewell Brewing in the city and one other brewery, they didn't list it, which is weird, but they're doing a Kolsch service. Now, when you're in Cologne, Germany, they give you a beer. And until you put the coaster on top of the beer, they just keep bringing you another one. Perfect for me and Mike. Okay. Perfect for me and Fat Mike. We may have to run up to Hopewell one of these days. So they just keep bringing you the beer. Until you say, that's it. I'm done. I've had enough. And um, I experienced that in Germany in 2006 when I was there for the World Cup. It was wonderful. The beer was great. And they just kept bringing them. Absolutely kept bringing them. So they're doing it at Hopewell in the city. I know that's up near Beguile. I got to get up there soon. Hopefully I can make it uh, when it gets a little warmer. We'll get on up there, hit microphone and a bunch of other places over the next uh, several months. So next week, I'm going to have on... Mario Spina from 93 Octane Brewing out in St. Charles. It's a Pride Store gas station and a Taco Urbano uh, food place and a liquor store and a brewery. 
We'll talk a lot about that next week. We have him on. Um, I'm going to run out there on Thursday, grab a few beers, bring them back, and I'll enjoy them during the show on Monday. Hope you guys all come back. And don't forget Mike's show on Wednesday. We got Mike Hughes that does the shows, David Schuster. We've got Harry on Fridays, all kinds of different shows here on the 1252 uh, Sports Network. And you can see them on our Facebook pages, on YouTube, on Twitch. You can always hear the audio on Spotify if you missed the show. If I talked to one of the guys from the brewery a couple weeks ago that you missed, you can go back and find it on Spotify and on YouTube. So I'm all out. I got to go fill up. Thanks for jumping on in. Thanks for watching. Thanks to Fat Mike for talking sports with me. And thanks to James, Jordan, and Heather from First Forest Brewing. I'll keep you up to date on the uh, podcast when they're going to get to their uh, place eventually when they open it up. Otherwise, find their beer at the tap rooms. Drink their beer. Dylan the Pilot's great. Um, the, uh, the breakfast beer, the Bohemian breakfast is wonderful. Check them all out. Thanks. Be back again next week. Enjoy yourself. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to 1252 Sports Chicago.